You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Best in the World Sports Report. I am John Brown. Back with you once again with my partner in crime, Mr. Javon Alford. Javon, was good, family? I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back, man. It's been a minute. See, Life. It's, it's very fitting that you are here back in the studio with me this yes. week because we've come off just a, a, a whirlwind month. Yeah. That featured. It doesn't seem like it. It, it, it does not seem like it. Mm-hmm. But we've just had this whirlwind month that featured a Super Bowl win mm-hmm. and a Super Bowl parade. Yep. And now we could quite possibly be on the verge of a second parade this year because it's March Madness. Possibly. Yes, possibly. I'm not predicting. Yeah, I'm not making. No, I'm, no I'm not in a position pre- no more, to no make more, that. No pre- more. No more. No, predictions. No, no, not not with this team. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm saying it could happen. It could happen. Not it will happen, but it could happen. But mm-hmm. we are on. We are on the eve of what could be another parade, a second parade in less than three months. That's impressive. That is impressive. That would be. Impressive. That would be very impressive. That would be very nice. That'd be. That'd be all right. All right. It's March Madness time. All right. It's time. We got Penn and we got Villanova. Mm-hmm. We, we, look, we're not going to spend a lot of time on on Penn. No disrespect. No disrespect to Penn. I don't mean to disrespect Penn. They got a bad draw. Yeah, they did. They they really did. But you know, it, I'm 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 sure they look as good as you can possibly look. Yeah. As, in a 16-1 matchup. Yeah. Now, granted. Now. If you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. if you're listening to the podcast, and it's before the Penn Kansas game, so if Penn somehow pulls off the miracle, we will be doing this over, and you won't be hearing this segment on Saturday. <laughs> all right, <laughs> this will this, we, we will we will go buy some Penn uh, paraphernalia. Oh yes, and we will yes, wear. <laughs> yes. I will go see Brother Khalif on Stanton Avenue, and hopefully he'll have some. Uh, Hopefully, I have some pet gear. Beat one. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But look, let's talk a little March Madness. It's that time, so we got to We have a guest mm-hmm. come in. All right, our guest this week is the host of the Lance J Radio Network, which comes on six ten Sports. That mm-hmm. comes on locally at six ten Sports, and you can also hear it on Free Agent Radio. FreeAgentRadio.com. That comes on every day at eight a.m. This man does a show every day at eight a.m. That's impressive. That is impressive because we struggle to get this show on every week. Yeah. We have a week to prepare for this show, and we struggle in that. Right. And he does it. And daily. he does it every day. Every day. Every day. I, my, my hat is off to this man. Me too. I, I work I, with. I, I hope he I hope he has like some kind of like breakfast sponsorship, you know. Exactly. I, I only think he right. does. It's only right. I hope so. And if so, would they like to, you know, share something with us? <laughs> Because <laughs> we need, we need a food sponsor. Yes, we do. Because we got, all I got is some chips and maybe some Kool Aid in the back. I don't. No more. No more Girl Scout cookies. No more. Yeah, Girl Scout season's cookies. Over. Season's over. Yeah. But nonetheless, let's get to the guest. Let's talk March Madness with our guest this week, Mike Jones from the Lance J Radio Network. Mike, what's going on, my friend? Oh, uh, gentlemen, it's good to be here. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now I was listening to you, and I. Appreciate the warm, warm introduction. Of course, but I have, I have to, I can't take all the credit. It is a team of us, so it's mm-hmm. not all on me, on me. 
every day at 8 a.m. to try to carry the load. So, you know, that makes it a little bit easier. I'm not that good. I understand, man, and, and I appreciate it because we, we too are a team. And we still, as a team, we struggle to get the show on the air every week. We barely yes. got the show on this week. And we, you know, we, we can't even guarantee that we'll finish this segment, man. We're going to try our best. <laughs> you know, <laughs> every, week is a, every week is a struggle, but, you know, we, we try. We truly try. Hey, let's get right well, into I'll try to help you get through it. I, well, I appreciate it because we need all the help we can get. So, Villanova, once again, a number one seed in the uh, – in the tournament, they've been a number one seed. What three, four consecutive years now? Yep. You know, con, you know yeah. that's that, that that's just how they do it every year. Number one seed. Unfortunately, with the exception of the one year where they won it all, it's been number one seeds with early exits. Yeah, second round predominantly. So well, not second round. Well, second round. round yeah. But bottom, it's like, whatever you want to call it. Well, you I know, call it, you know how to dis. You know how look, NCAA man. does it. Yeah. You all, know, right. all right. Before, all right. Before we get into this, see, see now, see, you're you're trolling me, and you and, and you just goaded me <laughs> into one because you, you know. See, here's the problem. Javon knows my issues with the NCAA tournament, and I try my hardest because I've set. I you know, I've used this show. I've used this podcast mm-hmm. as a platform to voice my my problems with the NCAA tournament because I love it, but there, there are things about it that I just can't stand. Let, let, let's talk about it. Maybe I can help you through that. Okay. What, what don't you, what can't you stand about it, the tournament? It starts with the first four. <laughs> it starts with the first four. I have no problem with the first, you know, the concept of, I know they don't want to call it play-in games, but they're mm-hmm. play-in games. All right. That's exactly what they are. They're, They're playing, playing games. games, and I don't, I don't mind that. But first and foremost, one thing I hate about the playing games is I do not believe that I do not believe that conference champions should play in the playing game. Like it's it is it is a shame. LIU and Radner played for the right to get destroyed by Villanova. All right, and and that's and that's that's cool with me, but. But to me, LIU as a conference champion, they should play on Thursday or Friday. All right. Now here's my question. Here's the counter to that argument. Okay. LIU is the, the champion of what conference? Who cares? The Northeast I, Conference. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Exactly. Whatever, 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 whatever they, conference they 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 the the LIU conference. It don't the McDonald's conference. Would, it don't matter. You know, I, I dabbled in college sports. I ran track, played a little basketball. Let's be honest about this. Okay. There are there are conferences that are completely different than some of the other smaller conferences. Mm-hmm. Like the talent level, the the style of play, the physicality of the play, not even close to being comparable, mm-hmm. even one school. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. You, you so, raised a very so good point. So I, when I asked, you know, if, now, now if this team went thirty-one and three, I don't think they should be in a play-in game. Mm-hmm. But if you have nine, ten losses on your schedule, and you played in a weak conference to begin with, I'm wondering where'd you get those nine or ten losses from? Now I understand. 
However, however, I, my counter to that is, despite the nine or ten losses, because I understand that they look bad. I feel mm-hmm. like winning your conference championship should mean something. I feel like an automatic bid should mean an automatic bid. And an automatic bid means you're playing in Thursday or Friday in a city that is in the tournament. Not even even if you no, are right. like a three or a four in your conference and you still get yes, automatic. If you if oh, you win on. if you win your conference, you should play in a real city, not that, Dayton. That Dayton is not that. real. You're not in the tournament if you're playing in Dayton. John, you realize that not every conference champion gets an automatic bid. No, I understand. I understand. They don't get it. So when you're saying an automatic bid is an automatic bid, you're right. Automatic bids don't play in the play on playing game though. If you want a chance, if you want a conference that has a, that's why I asked what conference did you win. Mm-hmm. If you want a conference that's good enough to get an automatic bid, you don't go into a play in game. Then why is why is the MEAC because the, the MEAC champion is playing what the SWAT like, champion? Yes. Like the ACC champion will never be in a fucking game because that's an automatic big conference. But they're but they're playing tomorrow. They're is, not playing. The ACC champion is not playing in, a, in who, tomorrow. The, who? Uh, I'm sorry. What you said? The ACC champion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's fine. That's but not but every to, not every D1 conference gets an automatic bid to their champion. Mm-hmm. So but, that there are D1 conferences mm-hmm. that, that just because you won your conference tournament, that does not mean you got an automatic bid. I think it should be. I I, th- I think it should be. I think that if if you're going to call, you know, I think the first four should fe- the first four uh, that that part of the tournament should fe- should fe- be it should be bubble teams. It should be the first four. The first four out. Excuse me. The first four in, or excuse me, not the first four in. Sorry, the last four in should be playing in these first four tournaments. It should be four. It should be well, bubble. Did, teams. did you see the last four in? Like mm-hmm. how the committee ranked yeah. the teams? You saw who had sixty-seven and sixty-eight. Right? Yeah, fine, whatever. They should North be playing. Carolina Central. Yeah. Well, oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying they're conf- they won their conference tournament. Right. So they should be in. They should be playing. They right. should be- but you have to think about this, too. Mm-hmm. Not all conference tournaments are weighted the same. I don't care. I No, I understand. No, no. I understand what you're saying. And I'm saying that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. But yeah, think I, about I, it. I think. Like a, I understand a team, all, yeah. a team that comes out of um I'm trying to think of a small conference here uh like the, the Sun Belt yeah it's the a team belt. out of the Sun Belt they're a little stronger mm-hmm. and won't be considered for a 16 yeah no like, I, that that I understand a and yeah, a swag. yeah I understand especially for how bad the swag was yeah. this year that Grambling was so good in that mm-hmm. since no, they and, got and pro- that ha- and, and that happened probation yeah day. and that and and that happens there there have been like there just there look at team, Hampton every Hampton's an every NIT. year there's like every year there's like well, I shouldn't say every year, but every now and then there's like a juggernaut team in like the MEAC or the SWAC that actually is good yeah. and might falter in their conference champ in their conference tournament. Yep. And, and I mean, I think a couple of years ago it happened to Morgan. Uh, happened yeah. to my, happened to my own mater, Morgan State, and they had a really good season, but they faltered in the conference tournament and ended up going to the NIT and got destroyed by Virginia Tech. 
You know, that happens. You know, that sucks. But nonetheless, it's like the, there were a couple of other years when uh, Morgan made it. Uh, they went to the tournament two straight years. First year they made it, they played uh, Blake Griffin and Oklahoma. And the next year they played uh, they played West Virginia. In a game they were up 20 points in that game and ended up losing by 20 points. But that's beside the point. That's beside the point. Because everyone was – because when it? they – whatever. Why is that beside the point? Because I went to Morgan and I don't want to talk about the loss. That's why it's beside the point. I don't want to talk about that loss. But nonetheless, the fact still remains that people were telling me, was Morgan going to play in the playing game? And I'm like, no, they shouldn't play in the playing game because they're the conference champions. Conference champions shouldn't play in the playing game. And But nonetheless, it's like, look, I, I don't like that. That That is a beef that I have. I, I just feel like if you win your conference tournament, you should play on Thursday and Friday. That's just you know it. I, I don't. To me, playing in Dayton does not count. That you know, it does not. Count. You're not a tournament team. In fact, I just believe that if you lose in Dayton in the first four, you should still be able to play in the NIT. Like, you know what? You know why it doesn't bother me that some conference champions mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day, it doesn't bother me that a conference champion, a tournament champion especially, could play in a play-in game. Mm-hmm. It's because of a couple of reasons. One, mm-hmm. if you're really that good of a program, join a better conference. You're in, uh, in a conference that gets an automatic bid. Secondly, secondly, and then here's the other situation. Okay. You can't get giving an automatic bid is for the sake of what they're trying to accomplish a dangerous thing. I like or you can have the small conference where you had a 26-1 team that ran the table all year, just had an off night, they lost their conference tournament to a team that was 15-16, and and 16, a team with a losing record. Now you have to give a team a losing record, an automatic tournament spot. Yep. And and then the other question is, who are I that, what team do I now take out of the tournament who had a 6-7 loss season, but lost in their conference championships to a two-loss team. It's, it's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. you have to weigh in that you can't just say, well, this 15-16 and 16 team, well, they won their conference tournament. They were hot for three days, so they deserve to be the best 64 teams in the country. I, I, They're not best 64 teams. I understand it. I, I, I understand that. And to me, it's, it's more like just the way, you know, I think in the same vein that you can say to a – team that uh that's in a conference that is ranked lower i think the same thing you can say the same thing to that team that team that might have been winning a conference all season who then losing their tournament is like hey man stop losing you know don't lose your tournament you know if that's if if you want that automatic bid you want to play on thursday and friday hey man win your tournament and that's you shouldn't be losing to a ten a ten loss team, a fifteen loss team. You know, maybe, I, you know, maybe I a team agree. that's less than uh, less than five hundred. But nonetheless, I just feel I, I, I to, for me, that, I feel that like that it, means it, a fifteen loss team deserves to get in. Yep. If they win their if they win their conference tournament, then yes. To me, that's I think is I I feel bad for I feel bad for LIU who whose tournament ended in Dayton. 
that's not a tournament experience. To me, yes, they can say that they went to the NCAA tournament. Yes, they can say that they're a tournament team. Yes, I understand that Radner can go around and say, you know, they, you know, officially on the record books, Radner can say they won a game in the NCAA tournament. And for me, it's like, no, you didn't. You know, it's like, you, you didn't. You didn't win anything. You won in Dayton. You won in the pre-tournament. You know, you 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 won in a playing game. It's like for me, it's like that should be. I just feel like that should always be bubble teams. You know, the last four. You know, the last four in, maybe the first four out. Those teams should be playing in the playing game, and I think you would get better games. You would make the first four exciting because honestly, me, Javon. And maybe seventeen other people really watch LIU versus Radner. You know, it's it's that's just how that's just how it is. And I I just feel like that is that is something that sticks in my craw about the tournament. It's something that every year around tournament time, if you listen to this podcast, I always spend the first twenty minutes complaining about this. Next year, when you're listening to our 2019 March Madness preview. I will spend the first 20 minutes of the podcast complaining about conference champions in the playing game. That's just how it is because I'm right and everyone who disagrees with me is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, Uh, that's a lot of time we spent on Radner getting to... Radford. Rad... What's it? Radford. Whatever. See, that's the... Whatever. Radford Highlanders. You said Radner. I've been saying Radner this whole (laughs) segment. And let me tell you something. Had they just been... Had we just put them in the first round instead of making them play in the playing game, I would have gotten the name of the school right. That's what you get when you play in the playing game. You don't even deserve to get the name of your school right. That's how it is. You know, you want me to show Radford University a little bit? Look, it's all in my notes. Look, look, I got my notes right here. What do I have right there? Radner. What do I have right there? What is that? Say? That says Radner. Oh, yeah. I would have gotten it right had they been. I would have gotten it right had they not had to share their line on the on the bracket with another school. John, 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 bring it back. Bring it back you're in. Right, Let's rein right, it you're in. You're right, you're right, you're right. We, 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 we called Mike to talk about some Nova. We did. We did. That's way too much. We, we spent way too much time talking about Radford, Radner, whatever. You just, I bet gave, Radner, you just gave them a lot of free publicity. I right did. Now. I did. I, I, honestly, I did because they should have been playing here anyway. They shouldn't have had to play just to get destroyed by Villanova. They, their, their tournament should start getting destroyed by Nova, not playing in Dayton. But anyway, back to Villanova. Back to Villanova because I feel good about this team. I feel like I I feel confident in this team. So let me ask you a question. You know, we kind of touched on it when we started the segment. We -hmm. talked about Jay Wright's tournament troubles. We talked, you know, we know, we know, we know what happened in the past. We know they lost in the second round last year to Wisconsin. You know, two years ago, they lost to NC State in the Sweet 16. They were number one seeds both, both years. They're a number one seed again this year, and they seem to have a pretty favorable bracket. So let me ask you this, Mike. Is this a team that can break this trend? Can this be can this be a team that is more like the 2016 team that won it all and not the 17 team or the 15 team that got bounced early? Do you feel like this team is different? Well, I have this team is capable of beating anyone in the country. Mm. 
that being said, that's not necessarily a reflection of how dominant Villanova is as much as how much I think there's parity across the country as far as the level of play. Villanova, they have a couple things going for them heading into this tournament that bodes well for them. Tournament teams, teams that make deep runs, teams that threaten to win championships and eventually do win championships in the NCAA tournament always have one thing in common, that's consistent guard play. And it's generally experienced junior, senior point guards, guys who actually maybe are not the most physically gifted number one NBA draft pick one and done type, but a guy who actually taken the time and learned how to win games. So with Jalen Brunson and Mikhail Bridges on the perimeter, Villanova definitely has an edge at being able to control the pace, understanding how to play through the certain moments. The moment won't be too big for them. They they know how to win. Now, what they have going against them is a problem that Villanova generally has going against them. They don't, for whatever reason it might be, recruit the most athletic, the most explosive, or even the biggest front court players for that matter. So you're generally working with a slightly undersized center or a slightly undersized power forward and hoping you can make that work without a true rim protector behind you, which is why a lot of people say Villanova underachieves in the tournament. A lot of times, actually, they overachieve in the season playing a style of basketball and getting away without having that rim protector behind them. On the line with my my main man, Mike Jones, from Lance J Radio Network, talking Villanova, talking their chances in the NCAA tournament this year. You talked about the guard play. You talked about Brunson. Do you mm-hmm. feel – like how much pressure do you feel is really on him? Do you – how much pressure? like yeah, how much pressure do you feel like is on him to carry this team? Does he have to carry this team in order for this team to win it all? He has to play well. He does not have to carry them. He does have to play a consistent game, limited turnovers, and set a good pace for his team. But Villanova can't win without him scoring twenty plus every night. Mm-hmm. Because they have enough other weapons. And Mikhail Bridges is capable of giving you 25-plus on a good night himself, mm-hmm. which t- alleviates a lot of the pressure from Brunson, knowing that you have somebody of that level there with you. So, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, to answer your question, I would say there, there's definitely pressure on him. He's biggest player of the year, team leader, floor general. is always going to be pressure on you as starting point guard. But I would say no more than usual. No more than usual. Now, another question. Give me a player not named Brunson or Bridges that you feel like could step up and could have a big tournament. I mean, we know about Jalen Brunson because we watched him play for a couple of years. We know about Mikel Bridges. Who else do you feel like could have – who is poised to have a big tournament who's not Brunson or Bridges? Oh, man, that's a very good question. 
And when you, I mean, Villanova, they play. Jay Wright's system is really interesting because what you see is it's a ball, ball movement system, which really gives a lot of opportunity to a lot of people to look to do well. That being said, there are a couple names that could really, really have a chance to to shine. I could I could see Amari Spellman having a solid tournament. It wouldn't surprise me if he had a couple good games in there. And ooh, what's the guard? First guard off the bench. His name is eluding me right now. Ooh. It'll it, come to me in a second. Not DiVincenzo. Yes, DiVincenzo. Okay. Yep. He could actually he, he's a smart player. He makes good decisions and he tends to have, he seems to have a good feel for the game. Mm-hmm. So these like I said, these are I'm not expecting anybody to come out and score thirty. But because of the style of play, you don't need anybody to come out and score 30. Mm-hmm. I could have four or five guys give me 10 points in the, on the same night, and it has the same effect as one guy, one or two guys giving me 25 apiece. I hear you. I hear you. So let me ask you this. As this tournament goes on, as you look at their bracket, who do you feel is going to be the first team to really test this Villanova team? I Right? I... I have them playing Virginia Tech in the round of 32, you know, which to me is the second round, but, you know, because of yeah. this first four thing, it's like the third round, whatever. But I have them playing Virginia Tech on Sunday, uh, excuse me, on Saturday, and then moving on to play Wichita State. Who do you feel is going to really test this team? Well, Virginia Tech, I think, will be a fun game. I expect mm-hmm. Villanova to win, but okay. They'll get a good, pretty good workout. It it won't be a cakewalk, you know. It mm-hmm. might it might eventually finish off being twelve and fifteen points, but it won't be a runaway for the whole game. Mm-hmm. That'll give them a good workout to get them going, and then I'm with you. Wichita State should actually be a tough. A t- you got Wichita State, Murray State actually mm-hmm. coming out. After that, that one could actually be a pretty tough game. Mm-hmm. Do you think, could you see Murray State beating Wichita State in the first round? That's a 5-12 matchup. Murray, Murray State's playing West, West Virginia, Virginia in the first oh, round. What am I looking at? I'm sorry. I, see, I, Wichita I, State, that, sorry. Wichita State's playing Marshall. Sorry about that. Yeah. Don't want to, shout out to my Murray. man. Shout out to my man Jason, who's from Marshall, who's really going to get on me for not, for actually well, skipping well, I them. I guess I just let the cat out the bag on my bracket. Murray State actually is the twelve I have beating a five in the first round. Word. Oh. Okay. It happens every year. You got to pick one. Yeah, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right about that. And my gut said Murray State this year. Everyone picks one. I don't have one this year, which is why my bracket always sucks. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like when when I get into tor- when I get into bracket tournaments, I just I would rather just wait till the end of the tournament and just give the winner my money because that's what's <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. Why even go through this? I, I'm pretty sure, like I I suck it at at these. I, I'm I'm just I'm giving people money. That's all I'm doing. But you say you have Murray State I beating have Murray West, State West, Virginia. West Virginia. Okay, 
Okay, I see it. I see it. So let me tell you. Let's 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 open it up to the rest of your bracket, the rest of the tournament. Who do you like? Who uh, who else do you see making some noise in the tournament this year? Well, um, I actually have Nova in the Final Four. I have North Carolina beating Virginia to get there. Oh boy! Okay. I Virginia, they're a tough team, but I don't. Something tells me they're not going to go all the way. Okay. I have them. Yeah, I have them losing. I think it was to North Carolina in in the final yeah, four. Have, okay. In the final four. That's right. I have North Carolina beating Xavier to get out of the West region. Okay. I. I, I I see North Carolina having a good tournament. I like that team this year. Roy Williams, he's a good coach. He knows how to get the best out of his guy. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple upperclassmen on the roster, which is always a good thing going into the tournament. One and done. Yeah, like one- the young talent, is, as great as they are, basketball is a sport that tends to favor grown men. So mm-hmm. the more mature you are. I just feel – I hear you. I agree. I guess I feel like one and duns can win it all, but you have to be a transcendent player. You have to, have, you know, you have to be a special kind of one and done. You know, you'll you'll see them. You see them all the time, but you you know you need those type. You really need a special kind of player and a combination of a special type of player with a good supporting staff, and that's just few and far between you know it's just something that you just don't see very often so i like to me it it could happen but i don't know if that type of player is in the tournament this year so i think you know i to your point i agree with you i feel like you're going to see a veteran team teams with good good seniors good mm-hmm. juniors players who've been in the system and those are the same and those are the teams that you know, you tend to cheer for because it's like, you know, I look at this Villanova team and there are players on this team now that I have been cheering for for so a couple of years. Three now. or four years. Exactly. You get to know them. Exactly. You get to so, bond with them. yeah, I'm invested in Jalen Brunson. I'm invested exactly. in Mikael Bridges. I'm becoming invested in DiVincenzo. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. You know, I went to. I, you know, I want to see other players. I, I think I'm I'm becoming invested in Spellman. You know, I, I want to see them grow. I've watched them. I'm invested in this team. And that's those are the type of teams that you tend to support. Those are the t- type of teams that you tend to, you know, be drawn to. But I, you know, in my ultimate homerism, I do have Villanova beating UVA to win it all. Now I was I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about UVA now, especially with them losing uh, DeAndre Hunter. No, I'm, you know it, I, I'm I'm worried about that. I, I mean I understand that he's a bench player, but he's still somebody who gives them a lot of points. He's still somebody who 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 is an anchor in that lineup. So I'm not sure if that changes. You know I just right now I I don't maybe Kentucky in the Sweet Sixteen. And if not Kentucky, I have them. I have them beating uh, Miami. I have Miami getting to the uh, Elite Eight. Now you mentioned DeAndre Hunter. I don't, mm-hmm. and he's Virginia. I don't see them going very far without him. He's yeah. AC, like he's a bench player, but he's he's not a normal bench player. Yeah. He's the ACC Sixth 
man of the year. Mm-hmm. He's a six seven freshman, but a red shirt freshman, so he's a little bit more mature than the typical freshman. Yeah. Six foot seven, two twenty two. That's a and, grown man. And probably the only true or not the only, but the best true pro prospect on that Virginia roster. Mm-hmm. He's a key piece of that team. Nine point two points a game, three rebounds and an assist off the bench. That's that's a lot of production to go without and the energy as well. Mm-hmm. So it I think it's gonna be a very tough Tough road for Virginia without DeAndre in there. Yeah, and they're going to they're gonna have to struggle to find somebody to um, step up and fill in. No, I, I, I can see that happening because, you know, just in my ultimate history of failing at filling out brackets, of course I filled out my bracket, then found out about Hunter. You know, because <laughs> that's just the way my life is. So, real quick, as we wrap things up, you have Villanova, you have UV uh right now you have a uh, right now you said you have Villanova, UVA, North Carolina. Who is your fourth final four team? Uh, my fourth let me pull my bracket back up. I have Villanova, I have UVA, I have North Carolina, and out of the Midwest, I had <laughs> I have Michigan State. There you go. All right. So we we are in agreement with the exception of the West. I have I have have Xavier winning the West. Now, while we're talking tournament, I do want one thing I want to say. I was listening to your your intro, opening up the show, Mm -hmm. and I have to say, don't underestimate Penn. Don't underestimate. Well, look, I'm not underestimating them. I'm not saying. I'm not predicting that they'll win. Mm-hmm. But you but think they'll give Kansas a run? They're not going to get blown out. Okay. They defend the three-point line very well. They play smart basketball. And when you defend and you play smart, that you always have a chance. I hear you. I hear you. you know what that's, Javon, you know what that sounds like to me? What does it sound that like? That sounds like an ex- exclusively on the best in the world sports report, mm-hmm. Mike Jones of the Lance J Radio Network just said that Penn as a 16 seed will shock the world and beat Kansas. That's what it <laughs> no, sounded like to me. No. That's not what I no, I think that's, that's exactly what, what he said. Right he, hold, no, hold on. He's, no, he's I, saying that they're going to I keep it I, close. I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down right now. Exactly. There's a reasonable I'm glad there's someone else reasonable here. Yeah, I, I, he's <laughs> saying he's saying they're going to keep it close like uh-huh. we all know every 16 seed yeah. just look at Gonzaga and Southern. Southern mm-hmm. played Gonzaga very tough. Yes. So it's going to be a close first half. And it's Did going Gonzaga to... have to play the playing game before they played? Uh... No, you mean Southern. Southern. Did, no. they, did Southern have to no. play in the, co- no. the playing game? No. Exactly. But we're off that, though. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm so Penn. Point that out so Penn. <laughs> so That's why they play Gonzaga so tough. Penn's going to keep the game close. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be about five to ten point mm-hmm. spread in that in that in that order. Like Kansas is going to be up five to ten. Okay, we'll say at the end of the first half. So it's going to shock them a little bit. Okay, and then I could, they pull I away. see it being five or six points at halftime. Okay, and then, fi- and then final score maybe up to twelve to fourteen. Mm-hmm. But they pull away late, shooting some free throws and stealing the game rather yep. than just a runaway. And you know, you want to know why Penn will play Kansas so tough? Oh my God. Because Penn is not in Dayton right now, wasting their time on some stupid <laughs> playing game. That's why. 
That's why. Why you know, I could go so many I can go so many different directions with this man. Why the Ivy League team get to play on Thursday and the two black schools is playing in it. All right, you know, I'm not even gonna start that right now. All right, that's that's for another podcast. Don't play that card. <laughs> I'm not playing I'm not I'm not doing that right now. I'm not I'm not. But nonetheless, all right. Javon, real quick, give me your final four. Do you have your final four yet? Nope. Why not? I haven't done my bracket yet. Why not? I got to think about it some more. Dude, the tournament has already started. It starts Thursday. Games. No. Yes, it does. No. You just said, is, you just said the first four look, it doesn't really count. It doesn't really count to me. Okay. So my, but once again, my, tor- you know, my tournament has not started, but the tournament has started. Well, I haven't done my bracket yet because these 11 C games, I'm not too sure yet which way I'm rolling. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll have to come back and get your bracket. Yes. Another time. Yes. All right. Whatever. I'll tweet it out. You'll tweet it out. All right. If you follow Javon on Twitter, you'll get it. You'll get his final four. Mine has been done a long time ago because I need to get enough time for me to prepare to get this wrong because that's exactly what I've done. But it's all good. Mike, my friend, thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. Um. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, we, we will have you again. And once again, you can check out Mike on the Lance J Radio Network. In fact, tell us, Mike, you tell us where we can find you. Where can we hear more of Mike Jones? Uh, Lance J Radio Network, Monday to Friday, free agent network, freeagentradio.com, 8 a.m. And currently on 16 a.m. Sports in Philadelphia, but Stay tuned. There may be some announcements coming soon. Some oh. things happening. Oh, and so stay tuned. Follow the show. You can always follow me on Twitter as well. That's Jonesy J O N E S Y underscore L J R for Lance J Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter. And definitely an announcement coming soon. Some new things happening. So just stay stay tuned. All right, all right. I'm here. I'm I'm loving it. Can't wait for some new things. Can also catch me and Mike sitting in the background heckling Aton and Jeff on the sports shop every week because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We're on the sports shop, you know, dropping knowledge, trying to school Jeff and Aton as we do every <laughs> week. You know, trying. You know, that's you know every that's what they do. They call us in, you know, to add some flavor to that show. And I appreciate them and also appreciate, Mike, you jumping on with us this week, man. Thank you. Oh, man, no problem. Glad to be here with you. All right. Once again, that is Mike Jones from the Lance J Radio Network. Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. Oh, I didn't think you remembered that song. Yes, Because you, you were a youngin', man. I, yeah, I, thought no. that was, I, I thought that was over your head, man. Nah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, act, I'm actually impressed by that. All right. Hey, look, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk a little sixes and maybe wrap things up with a little bit of Eagles on the best in the world sports report. Tell us what you think of this segment. Tell us what you think of the show. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Gold Flow. At Philly, go full.com.